Hey friends, welcome to Real Stories of Life with God, a podcast with a pretty explanatory title, because that's what we're here for, a conversation with real people about their unique life with God. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Um, thank you for making time to do it. I'm super yes. excited. I'm so sorry. It's it, Life is like constantly crazy. <laughs> I hate that excuse, but I mean... I feel like I barely have time to talk to Brant most days. Yeah. My schedule is, is crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. some days are slower, few and far between, but you know, by the time most people get home and cook dinner and put their kids to bed, like when they want to talk to you is at eight 30 or nine o'clock, like and they have questions. And so it's really 24 seven. Like I have people yeah. start texting me at 7 PM and they don't stop until after 10 o'clock at night. So But yeah, I mean, for the first like four years, at least it was like 15 hour day, like, you know, on it, on it, on it. Um, And I'm, you know, now building a team. So Mm -hmm. they're taking on, you know, some of that bandwidth. I'm going to bed a lot earlier. So I'm realizing, you know, if I'm asleep, I see it the next morning and respond. Mm -hmm. So most things can wait until the morning. Um, But my personality is if like I'm up and I see it most of the time I will respond. Um, well, Leah. Okay. So you told us a little bit about your real estate agent, building a team. You and Brant have been married for probably seven years in May and y'all are in Tampa. Yes. So we actually live in St. Petersburg, Florida, but okay. it is in the Tampa Bay area. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. And y'all been in there since, since you got married. Yeah. Brant moved in 2014. Um, we literally got engaged on a Sunday and two days later, uh, Tuesday, he moved, um, to Tampa and started his job. And then I, um, finished up school. Um, and literally we got married May 24. I graduated college May 7th, got married May 24th, went on our honeymoon and then immediately moved here and started my first (laughs) job the next Monday. It was like, like oh my about all the changes at one time. It was very oh. probably. I mean, a move, happen. a move would be enough and marriage would be enough, you know? Yeah. No, it so was all both, Oh my gosh. Okay. So two of my questions are kind of inspired by Matthew 22. Jesus has asked which commandment in the law was the greatest. And he says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. So my first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? Mm, I mean, so much, I feel like, especially recently, I feel like my perspective has changed, you know, a lot on everything. And I just feel like a lot more thankful and, you know, going through this, it's like, I don't know how people don't believe that there's a God, you know, when you see like something so miraculous um, happen. So I feel like so much, but even, even, and I don't know how people get through hard times without having faith and without having, you know, that to lean on, um, through the difficult seasons. And to give a little perspective for those that don't know your story at all, y'all have been trying for a baby for a four, three, they're trying for three three did IVF. Yeah. We were signed up in 2020 to do that. And it, we had to cancel it. Um, it's just a, it's a crazy process. Like where you literally have to be physically here. You're going to the doctor every single day for a blood work. And, um, it just so happened I was in a wedding and I was going to miss one day and, you know, I had gone through all of the procedures and the medications and stuff. And then we found out the timeline and they were like, you can't, 
Like I said, I'll take a red eye. And they were like, no, I'm sorry. We're going to have to postpone it. And that was like October, 2020. And so it really wasn't going to work out like with the holidays and traveling for Christmas and stuff. And so, you know, we were like, well, I feel like that's God, you know, closing this door. Um, And that was really after exhausting kind of all the other options. We did a total of 15 months of Clomid and letrozole. And then I had two small procedures. Um, So we kind of exhausted all options. And they told us that we really weren't a candidate for IUI because they didn't think it would work. Um, so IVF was kind of the next step. And then again, we couldn't make it work out with timing. So, um, we knew 2021 was going to be, we're like, let's just go through the holidays. Now we know it it was unexplained infertility. So there wasn't like a problem, which Mm -hmm. I'm a problem solver, especially (laughs) like in my day-to-day job, what I have to do all day long is put out fires and, you Mm -hmm. know, figure out resolution. Um, for issues. And so I kind of like to know what the problem is so that I can fix it. So I think while it was a blessing to know there's nothing wrong, it was also really terrifying to be like, okay, well, nothing's wrong. I'm young. I'm healthy. Like what is wrong? Like, why isn't this working? Like, so, you know, again, we, so we knew nothing was wrong. So it was like, let's just take a step back. Like, you know, it's just, maybe it's not God's timing type of thing. Um, we knew we were going to be selling our, our personal home early 2021, moving into a new home. And so we're like, let's just get settled. Ended up those three months. I actually went back on, um, letrozole January, February, and March of that year, like still, you know, just kind of trying on our own with a little bit of help and it was failed. And the night we moved in to our new home, I actually fell off a ladder and had a concussion, fractured two teeth. Like it was really scary. I'm so lucky that like it wasn't wow. worse. Um, it was, yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of it. Like I was knocked unconscious there, like in the mouth bleeds so much. And so there was like a pool oh, of blood word. on our brand new floor. Thankfully a doctor. Yeah. So, um, helped us, but I mean, that was, it was like a pretty, pretty rough month. I had a headache for a couple of weeks and, you know, but it was like, looking back on that, it was like, thank God I wasn't pregnant, you know, when that happened or that could have ended very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, anyways, we just kind of went on with life and I think not, I hate saying this cause I know there's so many people who would, you know, love the opportunity to do, to do IVF. Um, and I just, didn't want to do it. Like I just kept putting it off and it like, it just doesn't feel right. Like felt so robbed of like what the process should look like. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think social media plays a role in that where, you know, all you see are the positive people don't post the negatives. They just post, you know, they're in cute announcements and, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things. And so it just, and at least the personal people in my life, my very, very close friends and my very close family members, it all happened like first, like very easily, Um, and so I just was like, why, you know, I don't want to have to go through that. And just knowing how busy I am with work, I didn't know what that would look like. And like just the hormone medication that I I was on was so rough. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be even 10 times more. And we were starting to feel kind of pressure from other people's opinions of you should just do it, you know, and just, Mm -hmm. again, it just didn't feel, it just didn't feel right. But we finally talked about it and we were like, okay, we're going to start in January of 2022. Like we had called the clinic and we're going to, you know, be moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
yeah, I, I had a positive pregnancy test in October of first one in three years. I mean, it was literally so, so wild. It was crazy. It was, I don't know, like, obviously it was the Lord, you know, like Mm -hmm. it was his perfect timing because there was nothing that was different really that month than the (laughs) the past three years, you know, I mean, Mm there's just no rhyme or reason within those last three years. Like we would have hit ovulation day many, 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 many times like acupuncture. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't even begin all of the, (laughs) all of the like herbal teas. Like I did everything like the waking up at five in the morning, taking your temperature every single day, ovulation strips, like all literally all the things like we, with how it works, like it should have happened. Like over the course of three years right, by, right. by now. But I remember, um, the night before I found out I was at the nail salon and I heard this voice that sounded so familiar. And I was like, how do I know her? Like, and then I was like, I think she spoke at BSF, which is like Bible study fellowship. I had mm-hmm. done a couple years ago here locally. And she, um, gave her testimony about infertility. And I remember sitting on this pew in the church and just like crying and her mm-hmm. story really touched me. And so I interrupted her and I'm like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just have to ask, did you speak at BSF a couple years ago? And she was like, yeah, I still do. And I start crying in the nail salon and I was like, your story really touched me. And, you know, we've been going through similar the last, you know, couple of years. And she like came over and she prayed with me and mm, like had this beautiful conversation. And I had not seen her in years. And I remember going home and telling Brian about it. And I was like, it's just so weird that I saw her. And I was like, <laughs> I just, I've like had this weird, like piece that like, mm. it was gonna, I was like, I just feel like it's going to be okay. Like I just had a weird, and at this point I didn't know I was pregnant. So, um, the next morning I found out. That, that, <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I'm so lucky cause I grew up with like the best examples that I could ever have. Like mm-hmm. my parents lived that to the fullest. I mean, my dad has had such a significant cancer battle and, you know, gone through the unfathomable. He's literally a walking medical miracle, but he, people ask how he does it. And like, it's just, he has joy from, mm-hmm. from the Lord and his faith. And that's what keeps him going. And so, I mean, I had, I I'm lucky. Cause I feel like I had mm-hmm. that example, you know? Yeah. Sweet. Growing up. sweet. And on one hand, you never know why we go through the things that we go through, but like your dad went through that circumstance and how it's marked you. You never know how y'all's life story, this story will help mark someone else. 100%. Yeah. I've seen like, I had, I saw countless people, like even throughout college, like throughout his whole journey, I know countless people like that, his story brought Mm -hmm. salvation to their truly like, and so I've been able to see God work in his life. And it was hard, like being his daughter, seeing him go through so much pain and suffering. And it's really hard. I mean, it's, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, do I, I get sad every time I go home. I hate Mm -hmm. seeing him on a feeding tube. I hate that there's at-home healthcare workers that are, but he's here, you know, he's still here with us and Mm -hmm. he's, you know, it's just like trying to look at the positives, but human you're like selfishly, you don't want to see people that you love suffer. But on the other hand, like I've been able to hear stories of redemption, you know, like he has impacted other people's lives for what really matter. And so he always taught me there's not pain without purpose. And, you know, I'm a firm believer of that too. So, um, when I would pray and stuff and I'm like, 
I never felt really strong enough. And my close friends kind of knew, or like if I had a one-on-one conversation with someone, I would mention it, but it's not like I was really broadcasting what we were mm-hmm. going through because again, people don't like sharing the, the hard stuff, right? You want to picture perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But I would pray and say like, if, and when you bless us, like I will share a story in hopes that it will help someone else. And I was really shocked by how many messages from people that I got, some people that I knew, some that I didn't of just going through similar things or, you know, having recent miscarriages or struggling with infertility or, you know, whatever. And it's like, this is so much more common than people talk mm-hmm. about. Um, and you feel at, at least I felt very isolated and alone in the process, mm-hmm. but it really is so much more common than people talk about. And, you know, I had a lot of people thank me, you know, for sharing and say that it gave them hope or, you know, so yeah, I mean, I I hope that any painful experience that someone goes through, ultimately you'll see that there's a purpose in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. On the other hand, talking about stirring your love for God, is there anything that currently stifles your love for God? Hmm. I think on the same hand, seeing, seeing people suffer that Mm. you feel are undeserving. Um, not that anyone's deserving of suffering, but like, especially people who are so strong in their faith, like my mom's best friend, um, she just lost her husband, um, Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago and several years prior, she lost her daughter who was one of my best friends. We were the same age. Mm -hmm. And it was like the Christmas, my first married Christmas, we've been married like six months and my friend Kelly was engaged as well. And they were literally driving two separate cars and she had, she was, they were both on the way back to her parents' house from registering for their wedding. And she was hit by an 18 wheeler Mm -hmm. and, um, she didn't make it. She passed away a couple of days after Christmas and Mm -hmm. it was horrible, horrible. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, Mm -hmm. I remember, I mean, it still just like gives me chill bumps to think about, you know, and how hard that was on her family. And now, you know, six years later, her father, Mr. Craig, who was so like, I know he had a huge impact on my life. They, Mm -hmm you know, led youth group and the quiz rally and were so involved in church and they homeschooled their kids. And, you know, just this amazing family, like they just showed crazy strength when that happened with Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it, it's just crazy. And it was like, he went into the hospital with COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of touch and go for about six weeks. And I was just so like, I would text my mom every day asking for updates and, you know, just like, Lord, like they, this family cannot go through more. Like I Mm -hmm. prayed every single day and he, he recently passed Mm -hmm. away and it was just like, you ask why, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, I think that's, that's a struggle. You ultimately know Mm -hmm. God has a plan, but you're like, but why, why, Mm -hmm. why was that? Like, why couldn't you have healed him? And that was this, you know, that was the end of the story. So I think the same thing that like makes me love God, you know, is similar, like on the flip side, you question too. It's like, yes, you're so thankful that you have him as a rock through those hard times and you wouldn't survive those hard times without him. But then you question why. And I think it makes, I don't know. I feel like I handle things a little bit better. Like when I'm personally going through something, then when I see other people go through something, like I think it affects yes. so much worse. I'm a very empathetic person yes. and yes. I take on other people's problems. And so I don't know if that makes sense. Oh yeah. I can relate to that <laughs> entirely. Yeah. 
So I think that's been a struggle Mm -hmm. recently of just seeing, you know, other people who you love so much, who are walking, you know, in the faith, um, see horrible things, you know, happen to them. So that's been really hard. The older I get, the more I'm able to just be honest with God and be like, this is confusing or I don't like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like normally I would like shy away from that and be like, I have to have flowery, pleasant feelings towards you. That's what faith means. And I'm like, no, I don't think, I don't think it is. You know, he can well, he handle it. He already knows. He already knows yes. what he's thinking. Yes. So before like, we it, say it, it, helps, but... it opens me up a lot to be changed by him and to be touched by him if I'm willing to admit. Yeah. I'm really wrong. In a way. Yes. Yes. Just like get it all out there. Yeah. And he's not afraid, you know, when we come to him and question Mm -hmm. or when we're angry or, you know, like I said, he already knows it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Fill in the blank. The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. Um, The truth that God is all knowing means a lot to me because I am not. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I, I always think about Jeremiah 29, 11, like he knows the plans he has for us, you know, and it makes me, mo- it just, it makes me very emotional because, um, you know, he, like I just never pictured like how beautiful, like my life would be, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just with ever even, even with the hard stuff, it's just like, I could have never imagined that like, this is what God had planned for me. You know, um, I just always assumed, you know, we would live in Georgia and, you know, that's just all I had ever known. And Fran mm-hmm. and I have been together since we were teenagers. And I remember being <laughs> so terrified and so scared when he was like, I got a job offer in Tampa. Like, what do you think I should do? And I knew it was what he had always wanted to do. He wanted to do orthopedic sales like since high school. And it was like, gosh, this is what you've always wanted. Like, I think you should take it and I'll follow you. And I remember being so scared and I cried so hard. My senior year of college, I threw up. I will never forget it in our, <laughs> in our house with my roommates. Um, just not happy about it. And then moving here and being so miserable the first couple months. And it was so hard. And again, not really like I never knew what I wanted to do. I just kind of majored in public relations because I knew I needed to get a degree. Um, I never pictured having a career and it's like now to be in St. Pete, like in a city that we love so much and is so vibrant and thriving and like such a beautiful place to raise a family, such a fun place for friends to come visit, having the opportunity to build a home that we love, you know, before even turning 30 that we can grow into and having a job that, you know, is so fulfilling. And I get to meet so many different people across so many walks of life and have built beautiful relationships from, and, you know, be in the top 1% of 9,000 agents. Like I could have never, ever, ever dreamed of that. And no, it wasn't handed to me and it didn't come without hard work, but like, it's crazy to think that like God knew he knew that. And even like in this whole, like infertility and not being pregnant, like had we gotten pregnant three years ago, when we first started trying, like our life would look totally different, you know, and not, not necessarily in a bad way, but it's so much better now we're, Mm -hmm. we're set up. We're in such a better position to have this blessing you know, it was like three years ago, I was still trying to fit. I was still on my own and hadn't hired an assistant yet. And, 
you know, I've been able to build, build, build and, and get the right people on my Mm -hmm. team in place. And, you know, I switched companies to a new company that a brokerage that has more support, literally Mm -hmm. the month after I moved from Keller Williams to compass, I moved in September. I got pregnant in October, like (laughs) crazy, you know, it's just, I think, I think that's the, the, the answer to my question is like, it comforts me knowing that God is all knowing because I don't know. And again, he, he has plans for me to prosper Mm -hmm. and not to harm, you know? And it's just like holding on, even in the midst of it, you feel like it's so it's doing you so much harm, but like Mm -hmm. when you're in it, you can't see the big picture, right? It was like, even Mm -hmm five and a half years ago when I was in this 600 square foot apartment with a two hour commute to work. And I cried every single day and hated my job and prayed for five o'clock every single day. I had no idea that a beautiful career that I would love so much was just around the corner. Right. Yeah. Do you think there's something in there also about, you know, that, that phrase in the Bible about like not borrowing trouble from tomorrow? You think there's something about like, okay, God, I'm going to cling to what I know about you. And I'm going to look at today. Cause if I try to look at everything in the future, it feels very overwhelming. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. And it feels more negatively uncertain than it does hopeful mm-hmm. and dreaming, you know? Yeah. Um, but maybe there's something in there about like being faithful to what's in front of me today and then taking yeah. the steps, you know, like yeah. it's like, cause even though, like you just said, it was so beautiful. Like what you just said about even if we had gotten pregnant three years ago, it would have been great, but it would have been totally different. And you felt a lot of feelings about that, a lot of discouragement, a lot of sadness, a lot of disappointment, probably. But you also just kept saying, okay, well, I'm going to keep putting my energy and tr- and I'm going to trust him, but I'm going to keep giving my energy to what is in front of me, my job, for the purpose of eventually what he might do. You know, it wasn't like you just stopped caring about everything else. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. No. It's like you're doing you're doing your part and we trust that he's going to do his part. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that really that kept me going was just staying busy and, you know, keeping your mind off of things. Um but I think to play on like focusing what's in front of you, one thing that my dad always says to me, um which is so powerful and he always says Worrying about tomorrow doesn't take away tomorrow's problems. It takes away today's joy, Oof. which is so good. So good. Yeah. Cause I'm a worrier. I am. I am a worrier. <laughs> I am anxious. I worry about everything. And so it's hard for me. Like there can be 99 things going right. And I'm going to focus on the one thing that's going wrong and worry about it. And it's so ridiculous. It's, I have to really, really be intentional about shifting my mindset. Um, but you know, he said that to me so many times over the years that I, I have to bring myself and bring myself back Mm -hmm. to that and be like, Mm -hmm. you are not solving anything. You're not taking away tomorrow's problems. You're taking away the joy of today. Don't let yourself do that. Oh, that's good. So true. And because like future is God's territory, you know, like I can, like you said, he's all knowing and he knows, and I don't know. And so I cannot live there. (laughs) He does, but I can't. Yeah. yeah. Mm, it's good. My last question is, what is something you are looking forward to? Um, I, I feel like I'm looking forward to being mom. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, you know, when you wait so long for something, it's just, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh man. Y'all are, y'all are going to be such awesome parents. 
it will be a humbling season for sure. When I, I'm so used to being like work, work, work 24 seven, and that is not going to fly. Like I know come July. And so yeah. I think just, you know, trying to figure out the balance of having a career and being a, mm-hmm. a present mom and mm-hmm. all of those things are something I'm going to be taking day by day and learning as yeah. I go, but listening friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you so much. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith cheered, refreshed, or strengthened. Until next time.